Good morning. Turn with me to Psalm 135. Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the name of the Lord. Praise him, O ye servants of the Lord. Ye that stand in the house of the Lord, in the courts of the house of our God, praise the Lord, for the Lord is good. Sing praises unto his name, for it is pleasant. For the Lord hath chosen Jacob unto himself, and Israel for his peculiar treasure. For I know that the Lord is great, and that our God is above all gods. Whatsoever the Lord pleased, that did he in heaven, and in earth, in the seas, and all deep places. He causeth the vapors to ascend from the ends of the earth. He maketh lightnings for the rain. He bringeth the wind out of his treasuries. Who smote the firstborn of Egypt, both of man and beast. Who sent tokens and wonders into the midst of thee, O Egypt, upon Pharaoh and upon all his servants. Who smote great nations and slew mighty kings. Sion, king of the Amorites, and Og, king of Bashan, and all the kingdoms of Canaan, and gave their land for an heritage, and heritage unto Israel his people. Thy name, O Lord, endureth forever, and thy memorial, O Lord, throughout all generations. For the Lord will judge his people, and he will repent himself concerning his servants. For the idols of the heathen are silver and gold, the work of men's hands. They have mouths, but they speak not. They have ears, have they, or eyes have they, but they see not. They have ears, but they hear not. Neither is there any breath in their mouths. They that make them are like unto them. So is every one that trusteth in them. Bless the Lord, O house of Israel. Bless the Lord, O house of Aaron. Bless the Lord, O house of Levi. Ye that fear the Lord, bless the Lord. Blessed be the Lord out of Zion, which dwelleth at Jerusalem. Praise ye the Lord. Amen. Brethren, this morning we gather here, and it should be our, our goal every day to fulfill these first three verses. Praise ye the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. O ye servants of the Lord, ye that stand in the house of the Lord, in the courts of the house of our God, praise the Lord, for the Lord is good. Yes. Sing praises unto his name, for it is pleasant. Yes. Here, in the end of verse 3, we are told why we should praise the Lord. Because he is good. Verses 4 through 13, it should also bring us joy and cause us to praise the Lord for the many great things that he has done. He has done many great things, not just here, but in our own lives and all throughout his word. Praising the Lord should bring us joy. It is pleasant. That is how he describes it. It should be pleasurable for us to do always because of all the things God hath wrought. Nehemiah 8.10 says, The joy of the Lord is our strength. Verse 4 it says, for the Lord hath chosen Jacob unto himself and Israel for his peculiar treasure. This should be the greatest reason we praise the Lord. Yes. Right. He chose a people to himself to be redeemed through sacrifice, through the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross. Why he would ever chose, choose us filthy sinners to do that, yes. we don't deserve it. Right. We've done nothing to deserve it. But verse 6 tells us why he did it. Whatsoever the Lord pleased, that did he in heaven right. and in earth and the seas and all deep places. Amen. It pleased the Lord to bruise him, to present him a perfect sacrifice, perfect propitiation for our sins. Yes. Need I say more? God's word speaks for itself. Nothing happens without the Lord's knowing, permitting, guiding, directing, intervening, or providing, and it always pleases him. Amen. Psalm 115, verse 3 tells us, But our God is in the heavens. He hath done whatsoever he hath pleased. Amen. Daniel 4.35 says, and all the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. 
and he doeth according to his will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth, and none can stay his hand or say unto him, What doest thou? Amen. Verse 5 tells us that the Lord is great and that our Lord is above all gods. Any other god in our life, any idols, anything that we exalt above God is nothing. They're the work of men's hands and men's thoughts. They don't speak, they don't see, they don't hear, they don't breathe because they don't exist. They're nothing. Those that make those idols and worship them are likened to these idols. Their mouths are not wolves of life. They do not have eyes or ears to see or hear the truth because God has not given it to them. But the Lord has given them to us. We ought to praise him all the more for it. We did not give ourselves the eyes to see. The Lord provided them. Our God does marvelous and great things throughout all of time. Let's consider some of those things just mentioned in this psalm. Verse 7, He causeth the vapors to ascend from the ends of the earth. He maketh lightnings for rain. He bringeth wind out of his treasuries. Jeremiah 10, 12-13 says something very similar. He hath made the earth by his power. He hath established the world by his wisdom, and hath stretched out the heavens by his discretion. Yes. When he uttereth his voice, there is a multitude of waters in the heavens, and he causeth vapors to ascend from the ends of the earth. He maketh lightnings with rain and bringeth forth the wind out of his treasuries. Yes. Hear the words of Job in Job 28, 24 through 26. For he looketh to the ends of the earth and seeth under the whole heaven to make the weight for the winds, and he weigheth the waters by measure. Yes. When he made a decree for the rain and a way for the lightning of the thunder. Let's think about lightning. One bolt of lightning can contain up to one billion volts of electricity. Nominal voltage in a wall socket in the United States is 120 volts. What a magnificent yet minuscule display of God's power and might through his creation, and it far surpasses our ability to replicate it. Amen. Let's consider vapors. The Lord sends the rain on both the just and the unjust. Yes. The rain waters the fields that causes the grass to grow. If you enjoyed bread or cereal for your breakfast this morning, it is because the Lord sent rain on some wheat fields so they could be harvested and baked into those things. And we have that and so much more in abundance in this nation. If you enjoy farming, you can certainly appreciate when the Lord sends rain and it waters your plants, especially with how dry the summer has been. He sends the rain and provides the increase. Let's consider the wind. Look at how it's described. It comes from the treasuries of God, his treasuries. Working full days out in the hot sun this summer, I've come to greatly appreciate those gentle breezes that the Lord sends. Imagine sitting under direct sunlight for hours, sweating, shoveling dirt out of a trench, baking in the heat, and then a gentle breeze sweeps over you. The minute that air hits your skin, it is rejuvenating. The Lord sends it. It can also be very destructive. Think of hurricanes like Katrina and F5 tornadoes. These storms are sent by God's judgment and display his power and might over something we can barely even predict. Verses 8 through 9. Who smote the firstborn of Egypt, both of man and beast, who sent tokens and wonders into the midst of thee, O Egypt, upon Pharaoh and upon all his servants. The Lord did great works in Egypt, both wondrous and terrible. He sent ten plagues, and he caused a staff to turn into a snake in front of Pharaoh and his magicians. Then that snake ate the, ate the snakes the magicians conjured up. After that, he hardened Pharaoh's heart that he would not hearken unto Moses or Aaron. The Lord did that. Just as the Lord said in Exodus 7, 3, that he would harden his heart. And what glorious works did he show through Pharaoh's hardened heart? Delivering the Israelites out of Egypt and causing Pharaoh and his foolishness and his hardened heart to be dashed away in the Red Sea. All for the glory of God. 
speaking of hardened hearts, verses 10 through 13, talking about the kings of Canaan, Sion, king of the Amorites, and Og, king of Bashan, and all the kingdoms of Canaan. The Lord hardened the heart of these two kings, just as he did to Pharaoh. Israel desired to pass through his lands, not desiring to turn toward the fields or the vineyards or the wells, even saying they would take the king's highway until they were past his borders. But God hardened Sion's spirit and made his heart obstinate so that Sion would not let them pass. Then he sent his armies against Israel. The Lord delivered him over to Israel. Israel smote him and his sons and utterly destroyed every man, woman, and child. And they took all the cities, cattle, and spoil from the kingdom. God delivered it to them. Then from Auror, by the brink of the river Arnon, to Gilead, where there was not there was not a city too strong for the Israelites to take, because God delivered those cities to them. And after taking these lands of the Amorites, Israel turned to Bashan. God told Moses he would deliver King Og, king of Bashan, and all his land and people, like he did Sion, king of the Amorites. God certainly came through on his end, delivering three score, that's sixty, cities, with high walls, fence. Fenced with high walls, gates, and bars, beside many unwalled towns next to them. The land that God delivered in the hands of the Israelites after feeding those two kings included everything from the river Arnon unto Mount Hermon, all the cities of the plain, all of Gilead, all of Bashan, unto Salca and Edre, and the cities of Og and Bashan. What great things hath God wrought, and what great things God has done. And these are just a few, a few of so many examples that we could turn to just in Scripture alone. I want us to consider this. What has God wrought in our lives that we should be praising him for? What mercies has he shown us? What has he delivered us from? How has the Lord shown his providence in our lives? Isaiah 63, 7 through 9 gives us a few things we should be praising God for. I will mention the loving kindness of the Lord and the praises of the Lord according to all the Lord hath bestowed on us. Yes and the great goodness toward the house of Israel, which he hath bestowed on them according to his mercies, and according to the multitude of his loving kindness. For he said, Surely they are my people, children that will not lie. So he was their Savior. In all their affliction he was afflicted, and the angel of his presence saved them. In his love and in his pity he redeemed them. He bare them and carried them all the days of old. Brethren, this is... This is why we exist, to praise the Lord Jesus Christ and to give God all the honor and glory. The list of praises that can be considered is endless. The fact that we have so much to praise God for is a reason in and of itself to praise him. May our lips always be filled with the praises for the Lord. We have infinitely many things to praise him for. Amen. Amen.